Just to raise you up From the grave of your mistakes Pleasure is a kind of pain Have a hand in us Hello everyone, this is Lindsay Sterling and I am happy to welcome you to another String Sessions podcast and today I have the pleasure of talking with Bishop Briggs. Now, you know, I've gotten to meet her several times, mostly just in passing at events. She always brings me so much joy whenever I see her. And even though when we did this interview, it was several weeks ago when we were all in full-blown isolation pandemic mode. And so we did it through Zoom. And yet still, the moment she popped up on the Zoom screen, I just was filled with so much joy. And I think you guys will feel that as you listen to her talk. So I hope this brings you as much joy as it brought me. Also, you need to check out the clip on YouTube because I think you will draw some fun inspiration from her hair, her clothes. She has the cutest style. Just saying. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Hi. I don't know why I'm a blue screen. Hold on. Let me... Uh, and do. Oh, there you are. Hi. <laughs> you look so cute. What? This is crazy. I dressed up for you. You gave me a reason to put something cute on today. Oh my God, you look so good. What are you writing? Wow, I'm so impressed. I know. Wow. I've been resorting to like windows. I do all my filming right next to a window. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. My whole apartment has become like, I feel like a YouTuber now because my whole apartment is like, I need to get the lighting right, you know, in some right. way. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like forcing for sure. myself to, you know, I'm just going to put this over here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Loving your outfit too. You have such really? fun style and such fun fashion like I, I'm so curious to hear like what your inspiration is from fashion oh my gosh well as of lately it has just been oh you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna sit down here and move this little chair hold on okay okay okay, okay. oh your dress is so cute <laughs> thank you okay we got through okay um, yeah, as of lately, I've just been, I've been deep in my closet trying to find whatever is there because right. all the delivery is taking so long. So I'm like, why don't I just dig deep, <laughs> like go to the dark, you know, the dark end of my closet. And so I've just been trying to like, basically just wear anything I've ever bought. Right. You know, it's funny. I, I decided to come to be with my sister. So I'm on a farm in Missouri right now and I brought nothing. So I'm so excited that I ordered stuff like a while ago and it just came today. <laughs> so cute. Wait, so how is it over there? You know what? I've actually been really enjoying it. Like we're in yeah. the middle of nowhere. I'm just getting all this family time. Yeah. Um, so it's been nice. Where are you? I'm in LA and my sister is in, so I'm in uh, like, downtown area and my sister is in Santa Monica. Oh, fun. So you're so close. -ish. Yes. And it's definitely nice to like take a breath, you know, and, and be like yeah. near, like, I don't know, there's some sort of energy when you're near the water. And so she's yeah. kind of the only person that I've seen in quarantine, which I think, you know, with sisters, it's like, they're your family, you know? So I, yes. yeah. yeah. So I had to make the exception. Yes. I mean, totally. I was the same way. I was like, I'm going to be locked up for weeks or months or who knows how long. 
yeah. I'm going to go be with my sister. Totally. So wait, I have noticed that you and your sister, first of all, I met you guys together. Oh and my secondly, God, yes. I just see all your posts and stuff. And I'm like, I love to see how close you guys are. Have you guys always been this close? Like, what is your relationship like with each other? Yes. Um, we have always been close. We, yeah, we, I mean, I, I think I told you a little bit about this, but I grew up in, so I was born in London and then grew up in Japan and then later Hong Kong. And so we kind of were in this bubble together of like experiencing such a new world. And I don't know, I think that just kind of bonded us. And I, I think yeah. like it's just when you are best friends with your sister, but they just say like, happen to be your sister, but you're best friends, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's all the things, you know, and we work together too. So we like, right. yeah. Is she your manager? Yes. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> it is honestly the best because yeah. I can call her and be like, I just feel emotional. And she's like, okay. Like, you know, like let's resolve it and like, let's figure yeah. it out. Like there's, it's just, it's so amazing. Like working with a woman too, you know, cause I feel yeah. like we just understand each other in a different way where it's like, if I'm saying something from an emotional space, it's seen as like strength and like, wow, that must've been hard to bring to the table or, you know, like right. there's, yeah, it's just, there's an understanding that like, that's not going to affect my work, but it's like a great right. thing, you know, to like inform the people around me about or whatever it is, you know? Wow. That is so cool. You've got every box checked in that category of like friend, family, emotional oh, support, God. like business. That's just what an incredible <laughs> relationship. Yeah to have, yeah. you know, and I as well totally get it. I have like a full team of women that I work with, like on my management side. And it yeah. is so yeah. refreshing to have that, yeah. that like strength behind you. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of like women power, you performed at the, the women's march this year, didn't you? Yes. And okay. It looked so incredible. I heard incredible things about it. Why was that event so special for you? Oh my gosh. Well, when right before I went on stage, Jan from the office came up to me and was like, I'm introducing you today. I was like, I'm going to combust. So it was already like, I already felt so honored to be a part of it. I was going to be singing Champion, and uh, which is one of my songs. And that uh, felt important to uh, sing because it's a song that I wrote because I was not feeling that way at all. And wow. I wanted to have a song that I could, uh, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. Like if I repeated it enough times that, you know, my vulnerability was my strength and I'm a champion. If I, if I repeated enough times, maybe it would come true. And Ooh. so to have the connection of performing at the Women's March and singing that song meant so much to me. And then when Jan from the office, and I know, I know she has a full name, but I feel like I just have to say Jan from the office when she, um, yeah. And, and when she introduced me, she, uh, she said that she had a script, um, and then she just improvised and she started saying the lyrics of champion and wow. it was, um, yeah. And, and I just, the whole thing was just, I felt so emotional and, um, and just to be a part of such an important day and um, yeah. hearing from every single different angle. And, and I think in terms of like causes that matter a lot to me and that I always want to make priority, it's women empowerment. And yeah. Um, yeah, so to be there and, you know, yeah, it was, it was just so surreal. Yeah. 
So about that, I love so many things you said, but I really love how you wrote the song that you wish you felt. Yes. <gasps> that's really powerful. And yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest things that helped me through my mental health battles that I've been in, in the past and that I will be in in the future, you know, is saying what I want to be and believing the things in myself that I don't believe yet, like almost yeah. willing them into existence. Yeah. Um, so how do you approach mental health in like different areas in your life, like being a woman in the music industry that's full of so much of the ups and downs? Like Ooh. what does mental health, like how do you approach that in your life? Hmm. Well, it's interesting because when we met, we met at this insane event that Lily Singh put together and it was all these incredible women. And I think the, the common theme that I noticed in the conversations that I had was, you know, people shifting and changing who they work with, you know? And I think that was the biggest shift for me with my mental health was, was realizing that um, if you're not proud of the people you're working with, or if they don't represent you in, and if they don't talk to people and treat people the way you would treat people, it doesn't matter how much success you have. You know, yeah. and like, and I think that was a big realization, you know, it will never feel good. It will never feel positive. So I ended up, you know, just getting rid of, um, I love saying getting rid of, I, that sounds so like, I mean, I mean, it sounds a bit harsh, but yeah, it sounds a bit harsh, but I will just say, I, I made sure that there was nobody in my team from touring to management that was misogynistic or sexist. Mm -hmm. um, or racist or anything, you know? And I think um, having my morals align with the people that I work with, that changed everything about my mental health because I found myself carrying that weight of, of um, feeling uncomfortable with how they were behaving. And, and so I think that just kind of raised my anxiety and then made me feel like I had to overcompensate with an, a huge exertion of energy. And so I just think it kind of, it, it became so much. And I think when I had that night where I met you, I was noticing, you know, that every person that I really connected with, they pretty much all worked with women, just saying, but also, but also, yeah, but also the men that they were working with, and which is what I've noticed too, is like, there are incredible men out there that are that are feminists and they want men and women to be equal, which is the definition of feminism. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's just about picking those people to be around you. And so I think that was, it was kind of interesting noticing the people that uh, I, I sensed a connection with, or like, you know, wow. when you look deeper into their story, um, a lot of them had previous, you know, had a previous uh, group of people around them and then they made this shift. So I think, I think that's been really helpful for my mental health. But that's very wow. work, that's very work related, but it it's so hard because and I'm sure you feel the same. It's like it's your soul, you know, so it's like yes, it's it's work, but it's it's it feels like my personal life because <laughs> it's just it's like it's everything that makes me who I am, you know? Yes. I mean yeah. The line between work and personal has gotten so blurred. Maybe yeah. that's a bad thing. But I mean, I just feel like when you're an artist, it is who you are. Your right. work 
and like the people that you work with are your face to the world. And um, I think we all have to kind of come to that realization. I think it's part of a, the learning process of how to make yourself a healthy artist is right. realizing you don't have to put up with people that don't make you feel good. Right. Just because right. they're the best, just because they've been with you a while. Like totally. they don't make you feel good or if they don't treat other people well. Yeah. Get out of here. Like you said. Um, and what a mature thing for you to like glean from conversations with other people. And you know, that's really, that's really, really cool. I love that. That's what you, one of the things that you took away from that, that really cool night. Um, you actually have a tattoo on, do you have a tattoo on your head? Yes. Forget that you made me think about that as you were talking, because you were talking about kindness and the yes. tattoo, if I recall, says that kindness is an act of rebellion. Very good. Yes. And it's, and it's, this, it's this quote that um, Pink said on stage, who I, I mean, I love her. Um, it's one of my I mean, favorites, by the way. Same. Same. Favorites of all time. And she, yeah, she said, she said, like, nowadays, kindness is an act of rebellion. I was just like, wow, because I think, I think so often people take advantage of your kindness and they mistake it for weakness. At least that's what my experience mm. has been. And so it felt so empowering to see someone that I admire so much, you know, yeah. stand up there and just be like, it's a strength and it's actually rebellious that you're choosing to be kind in spite of people's ignorance, in spite of, um, in spite of what's happening in the world, you know, or mm. maybe despite, I don't know, in spite, despite, but, um, yeah, so I think it's, uh, I, I, th I think it, and it's funny because now that my hair is kind of growing back, it's, it does feel so nice to just like have it in my head. Like it's literally, you know, metaphorically and like, you know, it's in my head. So I, I definitely miss it. I, yeah, I miss it. I should do a little like, but I think there's going to be an awkward, I've heard there's like an awkward phase of, you know, growing out your hair. So when the quarantine kept on, getting prolonged I was like maybe this is the time because the maintenance for shaving is so often for like clean shave you know oh it's funny whenever I like whenever I've seen how beautiful you look with your shaved head I mean how can someone be that beautiful to like you know anyways what? I was always like, so impressed by that but also I always think wow wouldn't that be nice to have to not do my hair why did I not think of the fact that you have to shave it all the time Yes, I know. And what I want to think of too was um, when I like I've had people say like, "Oh, you know, you're lucky you have like a like a smooth head because you never know yeah. when you like shave it." But mm -hmm. what did happen when I shaved it was the hairdresser was like, "Yeah, like you have a fine shaped head, but you have like eczema. <laughs> I had like dry patches of skin." Ooh. Yes, but. Because there's no hair and there's no conditioner, it healed within a day just by being, you know, oh, okay. free of, you know, everything. But right, you never know. Surprise! I know, I know. You <laughs> never know. Yeah. it in. You would look so good with a shaved head. You know you what's would. funny? Because your bones are really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what's funny? I I have a weird, like, I don't know, everybody has their own complex about themselves of like, yeah. I have a huge nose. And you're like, no, you don't. Yes. My, one of my things is, and I know it's ridiculous. I feel like I have a small head. <laughs> Wait, that's great for, that's great though. Really? Is that ever a bad thing? Why, that's why I always do big hair and hats. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a shaved head, I think I'd think my head was even smaller. <laughs> 
Hey, that's so funny. And a hundred percent, literally, if there is a slight breeze, you, you like topple over. Like it's just your entire body is freezing, you know? So you do yeah. feel very tiny. <laughs> you do yeah. feel very, but so having funny. a small head is the best. I, I feel really? like I'm so envious. Yeah. It sounds so it's nice. Just, we all just want what we don't have, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the hair is looking great, by the way. I was like, not. I was looking at your Instagram. I was like, oh, she's got, she's got some hair now. I know. Love it's it. Crazy. Yeah, I, I just slicked it. Just trying. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. I haven't like played with my hair in so long. No, so. it's looking good. Are you, so are you growing it out? I don't know. I don't day know. by day, right? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know what it's going to look like. You know, like I don't right. know. Yeah, because I think, I think from what I remember, I have slightly wavy hair. And if you can imagine, like, and already the ends are like, they're like not, they're not happy. That my ends are just like, they're, they're yeah, but anyway. They're just having their own rebellion right now. Yeah, so they're exactly. like, you've kept us for so long. Exactly, out. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, I love it. Well, there was also a quote you said once, and I was like, I want more context on this, but you said, I'm an, well, you did mention you've moved around a lot and you yes. said, I'm an alien everywhere I go. And yes. so what does that come from? What does that mean? Yes. Um, I wish there was a, like a cooler reason that I said that, um, like that I had green skin or something, but it's, um, basically, okay. So if I go so say I go to my hometown, which is, uh, my whole extended family is from Scotland and Ireland, hence the name oh, Bishop wow. Briggs, uh, which is like- uh, From that part too. Oh my God, oh my God, okay, okay. Oh my God, okay. Um, and uh, so if I go there, I have an American accent, you know? Gotcha. So it's like a little like, well, you know, and then if I go, to I, I used to have this like memorized and then oh when I go to LA you know I seem to fit in but because I have you know this sort of accent but I you know I'm from like Glasgow or whatever you know like so wherever yeah. I go it's either like the accent or you know something like yeah well even even yeah. in the place that I would consider home I mean I don't even know what I consider home to be honest I mean, this is like a total existential crisis I'm having, but I, I mean, there are so many, there are so many different routes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel that living in so many different places has shaped who you are now? Oh, well, I do always think it has to do with what's being played in your living room. And so for me with music, it was, you know, my parents were playing Motown music and a lot of like it was, there was some Janis Joplin and Aretha Franklin, Etta James, Otis Redding. And so I think, I think that made a huge impact. And when I first got into singing, I was living in Japan and it was the karaoke bars were no joke. Like that was the thing to do. It didn't matter what age you were. So I think it impacted my whole life because it introduced me. How old me. were you? I was four. Ah, you were four? I know, I you know. You got introduced into singing? Oh yeah, I mean, if not before, but my recollection of that time frame was all, you know, all about that. But yeah, so I wow. think it affected everything. Yeah, it affected everything, I would say. How but, cool. Yeah, I really, I, and I also, I love those places too, because I think they allow you to be so independent because they're so safe and you can just 
jump on like in a taxi or on a bus and I don't know there's something about it that it's just there's like a liveliness to both those places yeah wow that's so cool and I can feel like you have such a lively like charismatic energy that you just carry and I will say so I have seen you lot well I mean even in person even through zoom I felt all energized when you jumped on here I was like let's go oh <laughs> so, I'm so, glad. I'm so glad. I feel the same way about you by the way Oh, thank yeah, you. Same. Well, thank you so much. And I will say, I've only seen you perform once and I feel so spoiled because it was at Lily's dinner in front of yes. like 50 people or like a hundred oh, people. Yes. So yes. small, so intimate, but you were so powerful and like, just you've got this grit in you. And I was like, dang, she's so like passionate. And where does that come from? Have you always been like this? Like, is, are you just an extremely passionate person? Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. I was so nervous that night. I, I mean, it was just like, it was such a um, surreal and crazy uh, audience to perform to. Yes, I was very nervous. Um, but I think, because uh, it was just, I mean, it was such an intimidating group of people who are so incredible and I admire them so much. Um, but I think, Honestly, it's music is such an extension of my soul for me and I kind of black out when I <laughs> perform. But you know, I just I feel totally overcome by music and I think that maybe comes across in a certain way, but I really have so little awareness of what <laughs> of what is coming across. So the fact that you say you connected and it meant something to you, that means everything because I, I just try to go, I try to go to the place that I was where I was when I was writing it or where I'm at currently with the song or whatever it is. And um, yeah. yeah, so I think that just kind of takes over my body in some sort of way. I don't know. Oh, I, you can tell, you can tell you really do go into that zone. And um, I feel like you're like that. I, I think I definitely do yeah. just go, so, you know, I mean, at least those are always the performances that like, are the great ones or the ones yes. when I really do just allow myself to go somewhere else yes. and just be because then you don't sit in that middle space where you're trying to be perfect or you know if you get if I get stuck there oh. that's a rough place to be yes yes yeah 100 percent. yeah too much judgment too much self-judgment that the audience isn't even thinking and yes. I think so you tour a lot right I mean I did before once, yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, I, I was I was touring pretty consistently, and and I, I I do I love it so much. I mean, I think it really helps me with that perfectionism spirit of just you know when you are performing consistently, you yeah. realize you need to enjoy yourself and you need to be grounded and present in the moment and. And anything that, you know, you are beating yourself up over, you know, a technicality of a note or something so particular. Um, I think I always just, I tried to think of people like Janis Joplin and, you know, these people that moved me and I wasn't sitting there critiquing, you know, that slight imperfection, you know, I was admiring it. So I think, you know, that's something that I love so much about touring is that it is a constant practice of like let go of perfectionism it's not serving you yeah oh my goodness well I love that because it's something I think a lot of performers 
struggle with that I don't think the audience would have any idea yes. that there's so much judgment and like, you know, but the oh. same way, like, you know, everyone judges themselves harshly. And so oh. I remember my therapist, I love my therapist. She was telling me one time, she's like, Lindsay, you're up there to give a gift. You're up there to give a gift wow. every night. The reminder. So every time I go into oh. that place, judgment, yeah, I just remind myself when I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm not doing well. Oh gosh, I messed up again. And then you try to play better. And then you mess up again. Cause you're trying to do better. Whenever I start to go in that spiral, I just remind myself, I get to give a gift tonight. I get to give a gift uh, and that's the best I can do. So, oh, I, I love what you just said. Cause it's such a good practice. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I have to say having therapy during this time has been so life-saving. Yeah. Wow. It's just been like, just to communicate kind of in this limbo of time that we're in and to kind of find a place of rationalizing it and understanding it and understanding that it's okay if you feel good one day, it's okay if you feel bad one day. Um, yeah. It has been, I think, such a lifesaver. Just when you mentioned therapy, it's just been so good. Absolutely. Sometimes that's all it takes is just to like, let someone ha be there to tell you, you know what, this is normal. Right. Why do we all think that crazy thoughts are crazy? They're not, they're normal. Yes, 100%, 100%. Everybody has them. <laughs> Yes, it's nice when someone validates it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're all just seeking to be understood. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so speaking of touring though, yes. do you have any awesome, awkward, weird, any of those stage moments? I feel like they just happen as a performer where you're in front of, I don't know, thousands of people and something happens that you're like, well, that wasn't planned. <laughs> like, yes. do you have any of those that you can think of that you could share? Oh yeah. I mean, I have so many. Um, <laughs> I, know, <right? laughs> I mean, I would say per show, but okay. I had this one, I had this one experience where I was performing one of my songs, uh, called wild horses. And it's a very, when, when I perform it live, it's really hype for lack of a better word it's like it's very high energy and it's a lot of like jumping around <laughs> and yeah. there was someone in the front row who kept on touching my shoe like and i think they were okay and by i think they were highly intoxicated okay i don't know on what but they kept on touching my shoe and i and i just kind of like laughed it off you know didn't yeah. have it. and then the next drop <laughs> happened which is basically it's that noise and yeah. this big drop happens and just at that i see her go drop down and faint oh my gosh and so i'm like mid jump and i like crouch down and i like you know i give her water and you know everyone is around her like we're all having this great it was this crazy moment where i'm like are you okay and then you hear in the background horses and you're just like okay oh my god and it's just this crazy thing happening and um and she was totally fine um and she announced so i think she just dropped to the ground at one point and oh, then she crap. announced to me which i shared with the audience she said she uh she said that she just fell <laughs> She was enjoying herself and she's fine. But it was all like very like slurred words, but it was just the combination of the touching the foot almost to be like, like, hello, I don't know. You, girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it was like the combination of all of it was just so chaotic. There was just sweat everywhere. And it was like, people were laughing, but we also were like, is she okay? But I guess she just yeah. 
dropped down for a moment, but she came back up. <laughs> right. Well, and you also are like, most people in the audience can't really see what's happening. Yes. So they just see me crouch down all of a sudden. Like, yeah. they're like, they're confused. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, yes. yeah. yeah. The beauty of live performing, you know, yeah. there's, like you said, sometimes it's like per show afterwards, we'll all be like, did you see this happen? Or yes. like, there's always a story every show. And most yeah. of the time the audience has no idea. Yes. Yes. Sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they do. Yeah. It's, but it it's almost creates really great inside jokes for like, you know, tour and stuff when like we all are in on it and you're like, the audience has no idea that we are kind <laughs> of like in a panic right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've had so many, I mean, I don't know if this is as like cool or fun or whatever, but I, I wonder if you relate to this. I've had so many issues in my past with in-ears. Yeah. And the amount of times that there's this like crazy noise and everyone in the band has just heard it and we're like, okay. And we just like nod, like that was a weird thing. And we're going to keep going. Like, I think right. like those are the moments. And, and when you like, you complete the song, despite there's right. a weird pinging noise, it's like, those right. are the secret moments that are happening that you just kind of have to, you know, continue on. But yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, that's part, like I said, the beauty of live performing is like, yes. it's a living being, it's a living creature in itself. And you just have yes. to like adapt to something that was completely planned and then goes amiss a little bit, right. you know? Right. Yes. So you're like, I, I prepared, I prepared so this wouldn't happen. And well, it's happening. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's, and that's why I think like, it's such a good practice for perfectionism because you actually yeah. can't be perfect. And, you know, you're and sometimes never right. have a perfect performance. Yeah. And sometimes I find that the moments that I wasn't perfect, I had so much fun. Like if there was something that was totally out of my control, like it just started raining or, you know, something very, you know, I, I didn't have control of it. Uh, sometimes those can be the most fun because you're like, oh, like I can't be perfect. You know, because you let yourself I, I, go. Just like, yeah. 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 Just enjoy the moment, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And those are the moments, to be honest, that the audience remembers the most. Like people, any of the shows where I've had like crazy things happen, people yes. remind me of the meet and greet the next year. I was at the show when you, you know, did that. And yes. when you dropped your bow or when like something <laughs> happened, like, and it just yes. kind of, I love, one of my favorite books is The Gift of Imperfections by oh. Brene Brown. So you good. love Brene Brown? I ah, love I like Dr. Brene Brown. I mean, every, yes. every, literally every book I've read, I mean, I quote her all the time. She's yeah. the one that introduced me to vulnerability, really. Yes, I had a feeling as you were talking, I was like, I yeah. thought she's a Brene Brown fan. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. In her language. Yes, yeah. Um, I feel like that's a perfect example of, like, her book, of the gift of imperfection, the fact that we all walk around trying to be perfect all the time, whether you're on stage or whether you're just meeting up with a friend for, like, coffee. Everyone's right. trying to, like, look perfect, be perfect, act perfect. And the fact of the matter is, is when you're not perfect, oftentimes those are the things that make you the most special and the most perfect. Like messing right. up in a show when the audience gets to remember that special moment. Like yeah. imperfection can be a gift if we stop beating ourselves up. Right. There was this moment at a show that I played and it was um, Austin City Limits. And mm -hmm. I basically, my time slot and the stage I was on Paul McCartney was going to be going on after me. Oh, and wow. I, I was, I was prepared to say like, and Paul McCartney is up next, you know, because like yeah. just to introduce, I'm uh, sure everyone knew he was coming, but, um, 
I, I had prepared to say that and I kind of had like an idea of what I'd say, um, which was just like along the lines of like, this is so surreal. Cause it was, it was just like, this is so crazy. And I was like, yeah, I'll say something like that. And then when I got on stage, I just full, I, I started saying it and then I just started sobbing and just was like, I just realized like a couple of years prior, I was playing in coffee shops. You know, it was like, yeah. it, was, it was such a dream moment. And, right. I, and, and I, I started laughing and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I instinctually just was like, I'm so sorry. You know, you yeah. sometimes just say that. And um, I was so mortified, you know, and like, and when I came off stage with, with my band, I was like, oh God, like, you know, was that too much, blah, blah. And the moment that everyone, tells me at meet and greets is like I was there when you cried on stage oh, you know that gives me and, chills. and the thing that my band was saying was like no it's it's a it's a sincere moment god forbid it's a sincere moment of you know being a human on stage and just being like I can't believe that that's who I'm opening for right now and I don't really know you know how to fathom yeah. that and to um yeah but it's so interesting because I think as a woman, I have so much social conditioning of like not taking up too much time and like not, you know, not being um, an inconvenience in any way. And like, you know, just, and even, even the stage side of me that I, I'm very much against that, you know, I really try and just own my power and really, tr I try yeah. so hard. And I really lean into vulnerability and I'm super emotional on stage. But even in that moment, when I came off stage, I was like, was that too much? You know, like, was I too, was I too emotional? Was I too, was I, um, was I too loud? Was I too much myself? So yeah, it's, it's an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting path to self-acceptance. Yeah, never ending process. It's just this constant work in progress as you yeah. like to peel back the layers of like a lifetime of conditioning and social conditioning. And so it's all just, you sound like you've done a lot of work to get to where you are yes. today. Yes, I have. And, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, what I saw you talk about meditation. Do you feel like that has helped you? Ooh, it has. I mean, it's interesting. I feel like when I'm feeling really stressed, the last thing I feel like doing is meditating. Right. <laughs> but when I'm like on this, you know, in a Palm Springs retreat thing, I am like, oh my God, like, yes, of course I want to meditate and I'm going to write journal entries. But when I'm in the peak of stress and like trying to get a deadline, my last right. thought to take, you know, 20 minutes to meditate. Um, but it has definitely changed my life a lot. I think, really? I think with meditation, and then with therapy, I think the biggest eye-opening thing about therapy for me was when I was talking to the person across from me and I had to explain my decisions, it was very eye-opening. And to have someone, you know, not say anything back for a moment. And that's what changed, you know, everything for me with like, you know, who I was working with and who I was dating. And, you know, it changed everything because I was like, oh, I actually can't justify that. You know, I found myself, like, yeah. I actually don't have a reason that, you know, or, or, or I do have a reason, but it's not good enough. You know, like I don't, yeah. it's, it's, it still doesn't justify this, this, and this. So I think, yeah, meditation is huge. Uh, and then I think in terms of looking deeper within myself, therapy has been life-changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely life-changing. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I love it. I'm a proponent of therapy for sure. 
true, tried and true right here. Um, but I, um, I'm curious, I, I feel like your music comes from such a personal place. And what is the overall message that you seek to kind of share? Like not per song, per album, but just like, what is the message of Bishop Briggs to the world? Uh, it would probably just be the reiteration of you are enough, you are worthy, mm -hmm. and that you're powerful. And, yeah. and I think a big motivator for me with music is the fact that for me as a listener, I turn to music to feel less alone. Because uh, mm -hmm. I think there's sometimes this idolization we put on you know, anyone that we admire. And I remember right. when I went through my breakup, it's so interesting because you know other people have gone through it, but you feel so alone. And it was so crazy to open up, you know, any sort of uh, streaming platform and listen to Adele and Amy Winehouse and be like, wait, they went through this? Like they're using right. these specific names, specific places. Um, specific experiences, but that's what I went through. You know, that's, that's exactly how I feel. And um, so I think that's always a motivator for me to make sure that people know that they're not alone. And even if they're mm -hmm. feeling so alone that um, I've experienced some version of that, or if I haven't, I'm there. If you need, you know, that comfort of, of having, you know, me in your ear. Um, so yeah, so I think just, yeah, you are worthy is, is a big, big thing I would love for people to take away. Do you feel like you've come closer to that goal yourself as you've been like using your music to write about it and share it and talk about it? Do you feel like as an artist, um, or I guess that your journey as an artist has helped you come closer to that? Yeah, I think it's when you are singing these songs each night, it can tell you a lot about yourself and you know, for, for me with writing, it, it can sometimes be my subconscious. So I can be yeah. um, saying really harsh things um, that I don't even intend to put out in the world. I just am, you know, releasing something within me and then it will be very much the case, you know, it'll be very much like the truth of what happened yeah. or exactly how I was feeling, but I was so afraid to admit it. And I think, um, just knowing that all the answers are within yourself, but having that moment of stillness is is very eye-opening. And yeah. I think something that's kind of happened with age for me is I, I've always been really close to my family, but I think as you get older, you know, you notice your dynamic in the family. And, and for me, it was always the peacemaker and mm. always um, trying to like, uh, entertained to distract, you know, if there was something going on. And yeah. um, I noticed that that just went to every other aspect of my life in some way of, of wanting to fix and wanting to help and um, wanting to be a healing force in the world. And there's some parts of that that are so positive, but then there are other parts of it that are um, really, really like not putting my mental health first. And I think when yeah. you are touring consistently, you start to realize, oh, if I don't put my mental health first, like this, <laughs> this whole thing is not, yeah. like the bus isn't gonna, isn't gonna go anywhere. <laughs> um, right. Like you can't move forward. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I think it can be really eye-opening, you know, when you're yeah. in that world, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you and to reconnect uh, with 
again. Like, yes. oh, we can out when all this yes. is over. Yes. I'm going to hike. Or... Bring the twins. Okay, I'm going to yes. take them from yeah. my sisters. Bring them to LA. Yeah. <laughs> you won't mind. Yeah. I just love you so much. I just I I feel you. like I'm just connected so much to everything you said. You've spoken so much truth. I love your music. I love that you sing with your soul and you speak from your heart. So thank, thank you, you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. And thank you for doing this. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I am so honored and freaking out. I, oh, I, just, I feel like when we like, you know, rewatch this, I'm just going to be crying the whole time. So thank you so much like for sharing your gift as you said, you know. Thank you. Awesome. Well, stay safe. Stay sane. Thank you. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I said it once at the beginning and I'll say it again. I just love her. She is such a delight. All right. Now, I hope you enjoy our rendition of her single Jekyll and Hyde. Burn in the dark of love Face in the winds of faith Storms brewing up above I was breaking, I was breaking Just to raise you up From the grave of your mistakes Jekyll and Hyde in me Silently I can't see in the dark Are you Jekyll or Hyde this time? Where's my mind? I can't sleep in the dark Did I make it up? I was yesterday's regret But today Can't sleep in the dark. Jacqueline.